Hey guys, I'm Rick. And I'm Dean. And welcome to the first episode of Rated in 2020. Guys, welcome back. I'm excited. I'm really excited um, for the the year to come. We have a lot of good episode ideas. We are completely ready to give you guys uh, everything that you need. And you might be hearing our voices a little bit more frequently, too. Um, We've promised a lot in this new year. Of course, Rick and I are first-time podcast partners, so we're just trying to figure out what works best for our busy, busy lives to give you guys everything you need to know before pressing play. We got a really nerdy episode for you. We got Star Wars. We got everything about it. We got games. We got movies. We got shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Rick, I don't know about you, but I saw Star Wars uh, not in the movie theaters, the the newest one. So um, my takeaways might be a little bit different because the quality wasn't really up to standard um, so much. But I do have a lot of ideas about the new trilogy and more specifically, The Rise of Skywalker. Dean, you sly dog, you. <laughs> yeah, you, how, you know, we, how we dare on, you? <laughs> we had mentioned on previous episodes, you know, sometimes you go out to the city and uh, there's guys walking around with uh, DVD jackets. But I, I don't want to make that the center of um, the discussion right now for any authorities listening. But anyway, and also uh, shout out to our listeners. Uh, we had some good Twitter conversations. We um, have a lot of listeners across the globe different platforms um you know if you think that you're the most remote person listening please uh reach out to us at rated pod you guys know the at but rick without further ado let's get into um rise of skywalker or before we do you want to say anything to the people yeah actually uh it's our first episode in 2020 so i just want to say to the listeners hope you guys had a wonderful season hope you guys had a nice uh Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, hell, Festivus, if that's what you celebrate. Um, hope your New Year's with, you, with your friends and or families uh, was really nice. Um, and we're glad that you want to start off this decade uh, with us. And uh, so we, we appreciate that. We really do. But yeah, you were saying, Dean, we, gotta, we have had some feedback um, from our, our listeners uh, on Twitter and other platforms. It's we're we're slowly getting there. We're we're building the following. I know you said I on a previous episode we got someone listening in Australia. So hopefully yep. he or she is listening to this episode. And if you are, good eye, mate. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, rise rise of Skywalker. We might be a little a little late on this, and um, mm-hmm. because we're kind of behind due to the holidays and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dean and I we try to do spoiler free reviews mm-hmm. um, because we're. We're trying to tell you, you know, whether or not you should see something. Um, So we don't want to give away all the good bits. Now with Rise of Skywalker, this is, it's been a couple weeks now. It's a, Star Wars is a global phenomenon. This is going to be a spoiler review for Rise of Skywalker, guys. So Mm -hmm. if you don't like Rise of, uh, if you don't want the spoiler uh, review, if you haven't seen it and you're going to, I don't know what's taking you so long, but fast forward uh, a little bit and, um, and then continue on to the other Star Wars stuff we have later on in the episode. Oh, absolutely. And it, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, Rick and I felt comfortable giving you guys a spoiler episode pretty much because we kind of figured that um, if you were going to see it, you would have seen it already. So, um, Rick, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to get right into it. So I actually I, I texted you live as soon as I got done watching because that's the purest reaction. And mm-hmm. what I said was that it this movie, Rise of Skywalker, is the best out of the new saga. It's the best standalone movie. But I think because of that, and the reason for that is because it completely bastardized the other two movies. And actually, I'm going to go one step further. It actually bastardized the entire 
tw- uh, nine movies, the other eight movies, it completely threw it in the wash just to have a successful movie. Um, and of course, wow. here comes the first spoiler. So everyone, <laughs> if you don't want to listen beyond this, um, you know, please, now's your time to skip ahead. I'll include in the show notes what time actually, um, you know, is safe for listening. But okay. So everyone that has seen Scott, um, Rise of Skywalker, the reason why I said that it bastardized all the other movies is, well, for, first of all, in the new saga, it completely took some plot lines that they, it looked like they were going to do, and they threw it all out the window to bring back the oldie, the old but gold, the Emperor is still alive, thus making episodes four, five, and six, and really one, two, and three, completely worthless. Because episodes four, five, and six were solely to overthrow the Empire and get, the, and get Senator Palpatine or Chancellor or Darth Sidious, what, he goes by a lot of names. Um, it was to kill him and get him out of power, and somehow he's been alive the entire time, and the other movies, the reason why I say that those were completely bastardized was they did not once foreshadow anything that happened in this movie. It really seemed like, and I truly believe, that they watched the first two movies of this new saga, decided they were crap, and then they said, we need to go for the home run. Rick, if you'll allow me an analogy, and guys, you know, we cover so many different things. I'm a big fan. This is literally like, you know, this storyline's going nowhere, throw John Cena in. That's what that's what this was to me. And you know, while I didn't hate the actual movie, just the impact of what it did to the other movies was complete crap. I could see why people didn't like it. So Rick, what did you think of anything that I said? Um, what did you think of the movie? Let let's let's hear what, what you got. Well, you're I, I pretty much for the most part I, I agree with you. Um, there is so much to be said about this. Uh me specifically, I have a lot to say about it. So I'm going to try and keep it short because we could spend hours just going on about this. I know there are Star Wars fans that can go on for hours, days even, talking about this. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing like you were saying about episodes four, five, and six, like kind of being turned to crap, is um, I think a lot of people not just for the new movie, but for the trilogy as a whole, we're upset that it was made because growing up for the big Star Wars fans, and this mm-hmm. is this is me too, you grow up your entire lives like having this this image in your head of Luke, Han, Leia, R2, C3PO. They're they're on Endor with the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. They have the fireworks in the sky and like it's the greatest heroes you've ever known, like they have their happy ending. They Mm -hmm. did it. It's over. And then they come out with a new trilogy and you realize that they failed. (laughs) They, they, they failed the whole thing. Like they don't live there happily ever (laughs) after. Uh, Han and Leia have a, a freaking asshole of a kid. <laughs> Luke, Luke like fucks the whole thing up with him too, being like his Jedi master or whatever. So it's an entire shit show. Um, for the for the new movie, I thought they kind of played it pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Like they did try to make it like a people pleaser. They wanted to have these um, heartfelt moments, which yeah, they didn't they didn't hit with me either. Um, I I thought there's the moment with C three PO where he has his memory wiped. Oh yeah, I could not they, care they, less. They show that like moment in the trailer. Yeah. 
so that moment comes and I'm like, I, I, I couldn't even like, I love C3PO. Like he's <laughs> any Star Wars fan loves him, but like, yeah. he's like getting his memory wiped. And you're like, yeah, I already knew this. Like you didn't know specifically what happened, but you knew an emotional moment was coming mm-hmm. and it was hard to really feel. Yeah. Then there's the moment where like, like Leia dies and they just kind of like brush it off. She's like, she just like laid down to like go rest and just dies. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, come on. Like, those are the moments like you really need to have like you need to build it up and i I kind of felt the same thing about kylo ren when he ended up you know he completed his face turn like i had correctly predicted so i was a little bit yes that was great i was that was actually my favorite part of the movie yeah so he turned good but then he just evaporated (laughs) like what the hell was that yeah Uh, i don't think that enough things happened to him to warrant to warrant him dying and then i have another face turn that i'm actually very upset about and that is um, for General Hux. So what? Everyone that worked for the First Order turned good at the same time? So who actually was the bad guy the whole time? The Emperor the, from the first one that they spent three movies killing? And then they spent another two movies not mentioning ever again? I, it, it was a complete dog and pony show when you actually think about it. So in the moment, and this is actually something I was actually reading up. I, I normally don't cheat on us, Rick. But I did this time. I had to look up other reviews. I had to see what other experts were saying. And I saw a common theme. And a lot of people were saying that Star Wars is, it requires a suspension of disbelief. And I I used a wrestling analogy off the top. And I'm actually going to go and kind of stick with that. Because it's the same thing. Like, you can't really explain why you like wrestling unless you've always liked wrestling. You know, it's stupid. (laughs) To the outside people, it's completely dumb. It's grown men in underwear grappling each other. And yes. I guess the same thing with Star Wars. It's a, it requires such a level of suspension of disbelief of, wow, this makes no sense logically. But everything that I was reading was saying that Star Wars is just emotional. They just want to tug on your heartstrings and it doesn't have to make sense. And because of that, you know, it's not for me. It doesn't have, I don't have an emotional tie to it. But um, the more I think about this movie from a logical standpoint, the less I like it. So um, kind of one of those things where like, I maybe don't want to overanalyze it because I left feeling very positive um, after I watched the movie. I mean, I, I told you it was my favorite, probably maybe one of the, my favorite Star Wars movies to date. But then when you really think about the impact of it, that's what makes the overall saga completely terrible. So um, Rick, unless you have anything to add, I, I think I'm ready for my rating. All right. I, I, you know what? I do have a couple things I do want to get off my chest. I don't want to drag this out too sure. long. Um, a lot, a big theme in this movie was Ray, like being her own person. Like she, mm-hmm. like her, she had nothing to do with her parents. She had no name. She was like her own woman, mm-hmm. right? She creating her own story. And then what happens at the end? Yep. She takes on the Skywalker name. That's that like the kind of defeated the whole purpose of like charting your own path, being it your own person. Did. Just like, and just takes on the Skywalker name, which I thought was kind of cheesy. Um, also, I, I think it would have been really cool, though, if the rise of Skywalker would have been because of Kylo Ren, who yep. maybe maybe not by last name, but has Skywalker blood. Yep. And if he were the hero, like the, I thought that would have been so cool. That would have been so much better. Then that's actually, because it would have been so much better, that's actually what I predicted would happen yes and i you should have wrote the movie I, I and should've. also i mean i think we got to point out how 
awkward and like weird was like the kiss at the end right weird yeah so that's that's the thing too is that um the, this movie struggled with obviously Ray's the protagonist um kylo ren is the antagonist um but like they never had any build up they never once indicated like wow we might have feelings for each other or anything mm-hmm. like that it felt so out of place and forced now it yeah. would have made more sense to me if finn and poe kissed each other you know what I mean? But like having Kylo Ren and Rey kiss at the end, you know, they have never once shared a fond memory at all. Um, it, it was very weird. It was very out of place. The one thing that I, I am happy about is that they didn't force and they didn't shoehorn in a romance story. I know a lot of people are mad because um, Rose, I believe her name is, that was in the, the Asian woman. Yes. Yes. Um, her and Finn didn't really have any type of spark or she, the, this girl was barely in the movie and I'm actually okay with it because that was one of my complaints of last Jedi. That little side story seemed completely stupid and forced and shoehorned. So while I didn't like how Ray uh, and Kylo Ren had to kiss, I am happy that they didn't pursue a more romantic angle throughout the trilogy. I like that. I, I, I agree with you. And uh, just a side note, you mentioned about yeah. Finn and Poe kissing uh, the actors like actually hinted at like a potential mm-hmm. like gay love storyline between them that they actually never like went through with in the movie. But like yep. there was like some like gay tension between those two <laughs> in the movie that they kind of like. Yeah. I think the the actor for um, Poe was just like, yeah, I kind of hope we like kiss. And I'm like, huh, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and, and that would be one too. Like it, it, any of the characters, nothing warranted a romantic relationship no one really and i think this goes back to what you said i think last episode or two episodes ago that this movie didn't do a good job of building characters um i i believe i am quoting rick here if you're a huge rick fan i'm sure you have this tattooed on your chest um finn ray and poe could all jump off a cliff and i would care less (laughs) so um i felt the same exact way if they all kissed if they all had an orgy nothing would matter to me (laughs) dude you you actually kind of took the words right out of my mouth so this will this will be like my closing statement on the movie. <laughs> uh, you you kind of stole my thunder there, honestly. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, but no, no, it's cool though because it, it's true. Like if Poe, Finn, Ray, if yeah, they jumped off a cliff. I mean, I don't think any of us would really care. Um, I think the big mistake was these movies being a continuation of the old ones, because mm-hmm. throughout the entire new trilogy, all you wanted to see were the old characters. Yeah. You wanted to see Chewbacca. You wanted Han. You wanted Leia. Mm-hmm. You wanted Luke. You wanted the old characters. And you, because of their existence, even, you couldn't forge uh, an emotional attachment to the new guys. Yep. I agree. And, and it, it, it's unfortunate because I think if this was set in a, even further into the future and, you know, Luke Han, Leia, and all those guys are long dead. Yeah, I think this would have been much more successful as a standalone trilogy rather than a continuation. Um, no, I agree, and I, I was kind of thinking about that too. Like when the when the Force Awakens came out, like you know, take that movie for what it was. But I remember like the commercial came on, and they're like, "Oh, so is that Luke's daughter?" And I remember thinking like, "Yeah, they really should have it be like a family thing." But then as I was completing the Rise of Skywalker, the the last movie of the new trilogy. It would have been so much better if none of them were related, if they were just new characters, you know, in a similar situation. Um, because you cheapen it by, yeah, this is my granddaughter. You mean to tell me that 
that the emperor had sex with someone to have a son. And he just mentions, oh, yeah, you know, your parents were my son and, and his wife. Like, you're, you raised a child and he had a wife? And then he, <laughs> and then he also had sex and had Ray. Like, what was, 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 was uh, Darth Sidious at family dinner? Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Who the hell? Yeah. Like, that's such, a, that's such a big detail to just kind of sweep past. But you know what, Rick? We, we said that we wouldn't harp on it. I'm kind of – now I'm upsetting myself, so I'm just <laughs> going down the path. But, I'm, guys, I'm going to hit you with my official rating of The Rise of Skywalker. I'm actually going to give it a six and a half because it is up there for me as standalone, one of the better Star Wars movies I've ever seen. But, Rick, I actually also want to prompt you for this. What do you give the new saga overall rating-wise? And I'm actually going to be a little bit harsh. I give the new saga a three and a half. I – I have gone on record saying The Last Jedi is one of the worst movies I've seen, and I actually went back to rewatch it, and nothing makes sense. It's a complete hodgepodge. They completely punted on, on second and two on Snoke. He was completely worthless. Hux was completely worthless. They just completely bastardized the whole series. I would honestly, if I never saw any of these movies, I would have nothing but a little bit more time on my hand and a lot of aggravation saved. So I give... Rise of Skywalker at six and a half, but I give the new trilogy a three and a half. It's a Disney money grab. Rick, what do you, what do you think? We're, I, I think we're getting pretty heated here, bud. I, I think uh, I, I'm with you, though. I'm, I'm not going to be as, as generous as you were, though. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. See, I'm, I'm the big Star Wars fan of the two of us. Yep. And um, I'll admit, even the previous Star Wars, I've been a little more forgiving. I know because there are people on social media and whatever who are just adamant that these things are the worst three movies in, in existence. Um, I'm going to say five and a half. Uh, okay. You know, it's, it's, we're not far off. It's, it's solid. There is enjoyment to it because mm-hmm. it's the star Wars universe. The universe is what really propels this through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you're not, you're not miserable through watching it as a star wars fan i could see if you get frustrated i got frustrated at points um and i'm with you too though the the new trilogy as a whole man i'm gonna give it a three i'm gonna give it a three i don't i'll probably at some point view these movies again but they're not movies i'm gonna go out of my way to see again Mm -hmm. now now rick i i know i don't know how you feel about about this so this is a kind of a Shout out to the kid, and then we'll move on to our next Star Wars topic. But if I if I told you pound for pound, you have to watch three movies: episodes one, two, and three, or or episodes seven, eight, nine. So of course the the trilogy from like two thousand three ish with Young Anakin, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, or you know the new saga with Rey and Finn and Poe, and everyone could jump off a cliff and nothing would matter. What what are you picking? Which trilogy do you like better? Wow, <laughs> they're honestly they're, they're the first bad. three are they're crap too. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say episodes one, two, and three, mm-hmm. only because I feel like they fit with four, five, and six better. Yeah, I um, I will say I actually I actually think they're they're worse movies than the new ones. Okay, so I think we might we might differ a little bit there because I have said episode one is completely horrible. It's also yeah. really long, but episode two I know is like the butt of every joke. Attack of the Clones, and it's not so bad. And I'm actually I might reveal why a little bit later in this episode because I had okay. other affinities to, 
towards the Clone Wars period. It wasn't the mm-hmm. worst movie I've ever seen, where I feel like a lot of people have the opinion that Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, is the worst movie ever. And actually, I'm going to go a little shot out of a cannon. Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, is my favorite Star Wars movie in the main, the main saga. I think that one was actually very underrated. Yes, Hayden Christensen is a terrible actor, but the themes and everything was there. And honestly, if they just had a better actor, I think that movie would get like three points higher in everyone's mind. They did a good enough job getting me there. The turn was pretty cool. And actually, very underrated, the fight scene at the end. Aside from horrible dialogue, the fight scene is actually really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually 100% in agreement with you on episode three. I actually oh, really yeah? like episode three. Yes, okay. it's, <laughs> I, I, I think it's actually a great movie. I think the fight scene, mm-hmm. it... It actually is probably the best fight scene in the entire series. Oh yeah, by a lot. The the Anakin and Obi Wan fight like is twenty minutes. It's and it's it's beautiful. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. The setting, um, the the fight, the relationship between the two, it's perfect. Oh yeah. Um, I'm I'm much lower on Episode Two than you are, although. Okay. Although you've mentioned you have a a closer relationship with the Clone Wars than I do, yeah. so that might be why we're going to get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I'll take one, two, and three over seven eight and nine um i don't i don't really feel great about it though but yeah i'll take one two and three yeah you just hold your nose and uh and say you'd watch them but yeah okay so this was a a pretty good summary of the main story arc from one through nine you would think having nine movies would be some something completely epic but i think that where the movies can't really achieve this level of in-depth storytelling uh, Disney Plus and Lucas Arts Films or whatever, they have actually found a great niche with the streaming service of Disney Plus, and they have a lot of ways to make new Star Wars like fans. They have a, a lot of ways to make new shows. Of course, we've mentioned The Mandalorian a lot, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. But Rick, um, you know, you and I just we we both agreed that Episode Three was great. Ewan McGregor is a great Obi Wan. And it has been announced that he is starring in an Obi-Wan solo, pretty much, um, show. Starting filming in 2020, it will be on Disney Plus in 2021. I'm very excited for that, as I'm sure you are. I actually had no idea that you even liked Episode 3. I was trying to gauge your facial reactions. Um, I thought I was going to get kicked off the pod. but So that's actually really exciting. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about a couple of Disney shows that have to do with Star Wars that are fantastic. And of course, Rick. Baby Yoda, Mandalorian, it's huge right now. It was actually the number one streamed show until um, I believe The Witcher actually just knocked them off. But um, Mandalorian, you know, eight episodes came out weekly. I thought that I would really hate waiting a week between episodes, but it was such a good show that I looked forward to it every Friday. Um, fantastic. This this season just wrapped up. Rick, what did you think of The Mandalorian? I, of course, want to get a rating from you as well. But um, I personally, I, I loved it. I don't even like, I never thought I liked Star Wars to this level, but this actually kicked off a huge boom of Star Wars in my life. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this, especially after talking about Rise of Scott and the new trilogy, because we just spent a good amount of time bashing Star mm-hmm. Wars and the new movies and Rise of Skywalker and stuff. And I got nothing but great things to say about the Mandalorian. So this is, this is, this is good here because we're not just Star Wars bashers. We're, <laughs> we love this stuff. We're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And Mandalorian is freaking awesome. And I'm with you too. Um, when you come get accustomed to streaming services and having 
entire seasons at your fingertips whenever you want, mm-hmm. you do get kind of spoiled and angry like when something like The Mandalorian it gets released each week. Yep. I will say though, this is gonna sound crazy. I actually liked mm-hmm. that it was released weekly. Yeah. It it it, it was kind of refreshing in that it, it gave me something to look forward to each week. Yep. Which was cool. Um, it gave everyone a chance to kind of see the episode mm-hmm. gave you the week to talk about it with your friends and family. And you, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have that water cooler talk like you would have with older shows. Yeah. And, um, you kind of, everyone watches along with each other at the same time, which is really nice. Exactly. Um, as opposed yeah, to if they released it all at the same time, I, I know for a fact, I would have watched it all in one sitting. I probably would have done the same. And yep. then, you know, you don't want to be, uh, the, there's people who spoil it for other people and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, that was, that was so good. But um, if we, do you want to start getting into the actual review of the show though? Cause I know we, sure. we both really liked it. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're going to be a little bit more protective over the spoilers of this one. There's only one yes. tiny element that I will bring up. And unless you watch the clone wars, which is also on Disney plus, then you, it won't really matter to you. Uh, let me just say, I watched it. I saw him cut. I saw the scene where they had something. And um, I also saw articles where it said, you know, eight episodes of star Wars lore that you should watch before watching, you know, episode eight of the Mandalorian. And I knew it from, you know, my previous knowledge, watch it with my girlfriend, Lexi. She didn't, obviously she's not a a huge star Wars fan. She just likes baby Yoda, but um, you know, we all do. So um, very good. But Rick getting into the Mandalorian, I thought it was very interesting. Um, It's a, I like how it's going. It was very realistic, right? It felt like it was just a, a day in the life. I liked how they kind of um, played with the the lore of the Mandalorian race, but they didn't like beat you over the head with it. It was kind of released slowly, and um, you know the episodes were entertaining. My, I guess my only tiny complaint would be what we said when we um, recorded, I believe, our first episode. There was a couple episodes that that kind of felt like filler. Um, and actually looking mm-hmm. back on the season, it, it did kind of seem like filler. Maybe, I mean, he forged a couple of relationships, which were important. Um, the, the, the young Yoda creature was a great twist in episode one, if it wasn't spoiled for you. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just the fact of like learning more about this race. Um, season eight uh, or season one kind of ended with, you know, the Mandalorian is going to be looking for baby Yoda's race of people. There's a ton of potential there. That'd be really cool to see, you know, Yoda as a race and different other extremely force sensitive creatures that are the same race as Yoda or like what his background is. We're going to learn more about that species. Very, very cool. But yeah, the action was good. The storylines made sense. Um, It wasn't horrible (laughs) as opposed to what we were just saying. Um, I thought Mm -hmm. it was a very good show. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually think the reason why this was so good was uh, ties into the reason why the new Star Wars movie trilogy wasn't so good. It was that these are new characters. They're fresh characters, new storylines. You're being introduced and um, built with these characters along for the journey. There, there's no pre-established story. So even for um, people who aren't Star Wars fans, this is, a, this is a great show even if you're not a Star Wars fan because you yeah. don't really need all that much Star Wars information to get into and enjoy this show. So it's cool that you're being introduced to new characters because the expanded universe of Star Wars has always been a big mm-hmm. strength of, of the, the franchise that I don't feel like they use 
as much as they should. Um, I th- I'm with you. There were like maybe two episodes or three mm. that were kind of fillerish in the middle, but they weren't bad. Yeah. Um, I think it was great too. Eight episodes for me, eight, eight to 10, preferably eight is a great season mm. length. Um, I thought the episode length was great too. It yeah. probably hovered around 40 to 50 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which was good too. I thought the pacing was great. It was never boring. Yep. Um, something that I also really liked about this, where it differs, I think, from a lot of mm-hmm. Star Wars um, movies, shows, and things like that, is this felt a little, I, I guess for a lack of a better term, it felt a little darker or more serious yeah. in tone. Um, a lot of the movies and shows, aside from Mandalorian, can be kind of, almost playful and childish in nature, Mm -hmm. um, which is, it's fun and appealing and I get it, but this was nice that it's, this was very, um, it had a serious, almost dark tone, which was really nice and refreshing. Yeah. And because Um, it was serious, it felt like it was not realistic, but it felt like it, it was more passable than like something where it would be like, as uh, I can't think of a good example, but like it felt more realistic, you know, it was okay. That's what I would do in that situation. Of course, aside from, you know, the fighting robots and me carrying around a baby alien, um, that would be slightly different, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It had more of a serious tone and that made it more uh, dramatic. I, I know that there was, there were definitely parts where like, you know, my heart was racing the, the prison episode where they had to try to bust someone out. That was actually really cool. And yeah, it did. It hit the high notes. There were some laughs, of course. Um, you know, and Disney, you know, genius for making a, a baby Yoda for, you know, the memes and the toys. I'm sure they're going to make a killing on that. So, um, yeah, I, I think this was a this was fantastic. I'm going to give it my, my official rating. Sorry to jump the gun, but um, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of ten. Uh, the only reason why I'm not going to give it the ten out of ten is because, you know, it's not my favorite show ever. I'm not going out buying a shirt of the Mandalorian. Um, I thought it was very good. It was as close to perfect as you could get without being perfect. I kind of reserved the tens for like the game. Of, well, not game of Thrones anymore, but the, the breaking bads and things like of that nature. But yeah, Mandalorian, extremely entertaining. I'm very excited to see um, what happens in the future. Rick, what, what is your official rating on this one? Ooh, this is, this is tough. I'm kind of, I'm around the same, same one as you. So I'm going to just come out with uh, whatever my heart is thinking. Um, I'll say I think I would have went with a 9.5 had I not seen a show that we're going to review pretty soon, which I actually think is a little better than this. So because of how good the other one was, I think it's going to dock this one a little bit. Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with this one shade lower than you. Okay. 9.25. Okay. I like it. First, first quarter point given out in the review and um, I, I really like it. So guys, you, you're hearing a 9.5 and 9.25. Like if someone said it was a 10, I wouldn't really bat an eye. If someone said it was a nine, I wouldn't really bat an eye. Probably when you get lower than nine, like that's when I would kind of kind of question like, Hey, what were you paying attention? Like, did you think mm-hmm. about everything? Do you even like star Wars at all? But uh, so um, if you're, if you could hear my voice right now, we definitely recommend watching the Mandalorian on Disney plus. Um, you know, of course, this is not an ad. We are not getting paid by anything. 
um, that I'm aware of. But uh, Rick, (laughs) you had had mentioned that um, this was a a great show, uh, a great Star Wars show, because it was a little bit more of a serious take to things. And I kind of teased it a little bit earlier. But there is an animated series called The Clone Wars. It's also on Disney+. Plus. I have been re-watching that and just living my glory days again. It's actually fantastic. And the reason why I think I, I like episode two and three of the main saga a little bit more than most people is because I used to love this show. And it really goes in depth into Anakin and, like, you, it's more of a slow burn. I mean, there's six seasons, so you could see it's not as in your face as Attack of the Clones when, like, something happens and he has, like, a temper tantrum. And then you're like, oh, yeah, he's Darth Vader, so he's going to turn bad. Like, this show is so well done that sometimes you forget that, like, he will eventually turn bad. Like, uh, of course, Anakin has a, has a Padawan named Ahsoka, so it's actually an interesting dynamic. You could see him starting to teach her, like, the ways and stuff. And um, that's really cool. We're, I think that the Anakin character in general, um, talking from a literary sense, is very complex where, yes, he's turning bad, but he doesn't believe that he is. He believes that he's doing what's right for him and his family and stuff. And I think that that very interesting human dynamic is something that this show achieves better than the episodes two and three, obviously, because... You know, Hayden Christensen can't act his way out of a wet paper bag. But um, the the Clone Wars is so cool because it really does show, like, the war of it. Um, a lot of great characters. All of the favorite characters that you know. Um, you know, Mace Windu, Yoda, um, even some other Jedi that, you know, were on screen for a half a second on Episode 3 just getting slashed to bits um, when they executed the order to kill all the Jedis. So um, very cool stuff. Uh, Clone Wars, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I give it a, I give it a nine or a nine and a half. I, I'm going to go with a nine. Um, and also they're making a season seven, um, which will be available on February 17th. So if you're listening to this now, you have enough time to kind of catch up until then, then we could all kind of gush over Star Wars until then. So Rick, have you ever seen it? Do you have any interest in it? Um, do you have anything to add? I, I have not seen it and I've always wanted to. And mm-hmm. as a, as a big Star Wars fan, I feel like guilty and ashamed I haven't seen any episodes. <laughs> but I have never heard a bad thing about it. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've actually heard it's fantastic. It's one of like the best animated shows mm-hmm. like ever made. Like it's that it's that good. Yeah. Um, so I am excited to see it. I'm definitely like now that we're talking about it. Like I kind of have that itch now that Mandalorian's yeah. over. I'm gonna go see it. Um, so my question for you is though. Mm-hmm. One of the strengths of The Mandalorian was that we both felt it's suitable for everyone. Adults, kids, guys, girls, um, Star Wars fans, and even non-Star Wars fans. Like people mm-hmm. that aren't really Star Wars people mm-hmm. do watch and like The Mandalorian. Is the, is the animated show for mm-hmm. everyone as well, or is it more for the Star Wars fan? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be more for the Star Wars fan because they do an interesting way of kind of glossing over introductions. Um, this The season or the series starts out with the assumption that the audience knows who Yoda is, um, who Anakin is. The only character that they really introduce is Ahsoka, who is Anakin's Padawan, because she was never on um, you know the big screen, so to speak. But mm-hmm. all the... Uh, I, I actually believe a good example of that is Padme and Anakin 
they never once indicated that they were like together, but they do show them on the show, like talking and canoodling in private. So it's very realistic in the sense where you're like, wait, are they together? Are they together yet? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool. It, it gives you, I would say the realist, like first person observation of what, you know, the events were to lead up to the greatest movie villain of all time becoming, you know, that villain. And I think that it really does encapsulate that, that rise in that turn, I would say. So Rick, to answer your question, I would say that if you don't like Star Wars, I I don't think it's going to be for you. Okay. Well, I obviously am a Star Wars fan, so Mm -hmm. I will be listening. Um, But it's important too, though. So like guys, Hey, if you're not a Star Wars fan, it's a great show, but not great for you. And that's totally cool. No, no, I would say this. You might you might become a Star Wars fan if you start watching this and you really like it. The characters are very strong. I mean, I hey, I've seen stuff like that happen before. So, um, you know, that's something too. If you have like a young kid, um, you know, if you're listening and and you might want to get him into it, don't show him the crappy uh, new saga. Don't show him, you know, the crappy older sagas. Uh, maybe start him off with this. It's pretty cool. I, I like it. I like it. That's yeah. You, so you heard the man. Hey, you might become a Star Wars fan if you watch this. <laughs> hey, watch the Mandalorian though, guys. It's a it's a yeah. must watch for everyone. Um, great show. Uh, but Dean, now was there what else? Star Wars. There's a video game I believe you want to get yes. into, right? So I have the game because I've just been on a huge Star Wars kick after you know Rise of Skywalker and then now rewatching Clone Wars. And I, it is Jedi Fallen Order. It's actually really cool. It starts, it's actually set in between episodes three and four. So, of course, at the end of episode three, that's when, um, you know, the Emperor became Darth Sidious and, you know, the Empire was launched and Anakin became Darth Vader and they killed all the Jedis. So, um, your character is set in the time when. Um, he was a Jedi Padawan, and all his master got killed. All the Jedi started getting killed. So the game starts out, you're hiding out on a random planet. One of your good friends is about to die, and he force grabs him. And then, and then because like the force was used, um, the first, or the Empire, kind of shows up. And they're like, hey, we felt that. So like, who is it? So you're kind of on the run ever since that. So Rick, you know, and of course this game is for um, Xbox One and PS4. I'm not sure if it's for the Switch, but Mm -hmm. if if it is, I think that'd be a good handheld. But yeah, Rick, I I really like the game. My only complaint though, I actually have two complaints. One is that there's a lot of puzzles, right? The way that I would kind of describe this, and if you're not a big video game person, you can probably skip ahead a little bit. But the the puzzle aspect and the climbing aspect reminds me a lot of Assassin's Creed and almost like a little bit of Drake's Uncharted where you have to move things around. Mm -hmm. And the frustrating part is that some of the puzzles are not apparent. Like, it's not like, oh, I move this over there and then I'm good. Like, there have been times where I've been like running up the same like area and it's like, what the hell do I move? Like, this is kind of, it takes away from like the action. So if you want a non- stop action pace game it's not maybe this is not the game for you i would definitely play the force unleashed um which is that it's kind of a similar game came out one (laughs) console generation ago where you're the padawan of darth vader and you're just like a bad guy who completely you know you they give you waves and waves of stormtroopers to just completely murk which is Mm -hmm. a, a ton of fun i love that game but this is like a marriage between like the assassin's creed and drake's uncharted with that force game so um, visually stunning, 
Story mode, great story. Um, I'm actually not finished with it, but I, I'm pretty close. I'm excited to see what the outcome is. And of course, like I'll update you guys via Twitter once I am done with it. But um, my other complaint with the game is that you don't necessarily learn your force skills. You kind of remember them. And it's frustrating because you play a large chunk of the game knowing like next to nothing. So what I mean by that is that, you know, I could see, okay, I can't, you know, lightsaber throw and force push and pull people and do this. Like, you know, the, the main character, Cal, the Jedi that you are, is mm-hmm. pretty bad. Like he's a pretty bad force user for most of the game. Um, like today I just unlocked double jumping, which is extremely frustrating because a ton of the game is wall running and climbing and jumping. And there have been times where I've been stuck for like 20 minutes because I can't jump. I can't get up there. So, so um, okay. <laughs> my complaint is that the story is it's very long and it's slow moving. And uh, I was a little bit frustrated with how long it took to kind of learn everything that. And also the difficulty I had it on the second lowest one because I play video games. Like I'm not horrible at video games. And since uh, your guy's so bad, I actually was having tough times with like, I was running through like this area and there were like these little like rat creatures and they completely had me like, (laughs) like I was like, Whoa, I was like, that's weird. There's like a weird parry system, like gameplay wise. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I I should be able, I should be running straight through these, these little rat things. So I actually dropped it down to the lowest setting. Cause I'm like, I just want to see how this ends. I want to have a good time. And um, yeah, that's another complaint of mine, but with all the with all that said, um, Rick, I'm going to ask you if you want to play it. But first, I'm going to give my overall rating for all those reasons. And of course, keep this keep this in mind with the caveat that I didn't finish the game. The story mode is completely excellent, but okay. some of the frustrate some of my frustrations, which I just said, and uh, all that, I'm going to give it a six and a half or a seven. And we're going to put a little asterisk on this. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll go ahead. I'll give it a seven. Because it's okay. really cool and it's visually stunning. But I want to see how it ends. And also, now that my guy's completely unlocked, I might like it a little bit more um, now that I could just kind of force pull guys to me and like cut them in half. So that was my long-winded uh, Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order game. Pretty cool. Seven right now. I'll, I'll update the rating on Twitter. Rick, what do you think? Uh, you know, I haven't played a Star Wars game since Star Wars Battlefront. Mm. Uh, the first one for Xbox One, not the original like PS2 one or whatever, but the the new Star Wars Battlefront that came out. Um, mm. And I really like that, although it's a it's a different game because uh, what is it? Fallen Order is the one you're playing, right? Yes. Yeah, that is um, that's a one player like story mode type thing. Yep. And Battlefront's multiplayer, so there's mm. there's differences, but um, I really like Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. So this seems like a game like I'll I'm I'm gonna check out. Um, I'm gonna probably wait till it is a little older. Maybe I get it for, you know, thirty bucks used at GameStop or something. Oh yeah. No, this is a definitely uh, this is a really good game that like you know it's not there's no rush to really uh, get on it and um, play it right away. Uh, I'm sure like video game spoilers aren't the same as movie spoilers where people just kind of blab it around. The Rick mm-hmm. is definitely one that you could wait on and, and play it for a lot cheaper than what it retails as. It's like 60 bucks now. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to wait it out a little bit, but uh, I've, I've, I've been interested in it since I've seen like the trailers on TV and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But your your stamp of approval obviously means a lot to me. Hopefully, it means a lot to the listeners as well. <laughs> so, I mean, if you if you like it, I'm sure I would like it. So, uh, who knows, guys? Maybe in a couple weeks or something, maybe you'll uh, hear my my feedback on my own personal <laughs> experience. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it during the review, and it, it kind of gave me those feels um, again. And uh, Rick, uh, I know that you were saying that you haven't played a game since uh, Battlefront, but actually, they released. Um, Star Wars Force Unleashed, where you're a character named Starkiller, um, and you're Darth Vader's Padawan, and that those games were they were pretty cheap. It was like side scrollers where you would just kind of you know you had all these force powers. You were a Sith Lord. It was a lot of fun, and um, the actually the second one was fantastic. It was free for a little bit on Xbox Xbox Marketplace. I played the whole thing. A lot of fun. Um, those so there are two games if you maybe still have a running Xbox 360 like I do or a PS3, uh, maybe go back and, and go dumpster diving at GameStop. Those are actually a lot of fun games. If you're a big Star Wars fan, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, you know, I am a big Star Wars fan, so I might check it out. I think I played the demo for Force Unleashed, yeah. uh, and I really liked it. Like you, you were, like you said, Darth Vader's Padawan and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, you um, kind of just ragged all a bunch of stormtroopers. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So guys, like you've 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 heard us, man. We got some some good Star Wars games. If you're a gamer that you might want to play, uh, that would be really cool. If you haven't watched The Mandalorian, what the hell are you waiting yep. for? <laughs> do um, it right now. Yeah, it, do it right now, seriously, because you won't regret it. Um, if you if you really like The Rise of Skywalker, let us know why, because we're curious. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, and maybe if you're if you're a really big Star Wars fan, check out the animated series uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars on Disney Plus. But uh, Dean, I think we covered a whole hell of a lot for the galaxy far, far away. Do you have anything else? <laughs> no, um, I think you've. If you missed my voice, I think you're completely satisfied now. Um, you know, we said all that we did, and of course, like you know, I, I don't want to seem like we're being too negative. I know that one of the episodes we got a little bit of gripe for um, giving, I believe, two fives out because we just weren't moved. And, um, you know, you heard the highs, you heard the lows. We gave the, the trilogy a three. We gave the Mandalorian a nine and a half. It's damn near perfect. So, um, guys, just re- just bear that in mind that we're, we don't feel one way or another overall about things. Um, and, of course, when we, when we make criticisms, it's all because we are, you know, Rick's a more passionate fan than I am. But it is because like we have expectations that were not met, and I, I, I'm sure if you look online, there's a ton of people that were feeling the same way. Um, like I said, I heard someone say that it was the worst movie they've ever seen. Uh, things like that it might be a little bit getting carried away, but yeah, it's yeah, a little harsh. It's coming from a place of passion. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was. I think we kind of covered covered it all, like you said. Yeah, guys, uh, hit us up on Twitter or email us, whatever you feel. Tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear about it. We are always up for discussion with the listeners. Mm-hmm. We've been getting more and more recently, and it's really fun to hear what you guys have to say, whether you agree with us or, honestly, even more fun when you don't, just so we can <laughs> see how you feel and what you guys are thinking. Um, but 2020, guys, we're glad you're here to listen with us. It's a, it's a new us. It's a new rated pod. Dean and I, we've kind of hinted at this. I don't know if we actually blatantly said it, but we're going to try to do two episodes a week from now on. Uh, one episode a week is going to be more in-depth reviews of shows and or movies that we've seen. We'll talk about them. We'll give them our rankings. And then one episode a week is going to be more just uh, Mm -hmm. go with the flow, kind of talk about 
things we've seen or are watching that maybe we don't feel are necessary to review for you guys. Maybe they're just like personal things we're watching or whatatever, but um, mm-hmm. it'll be a more uh, free flowing, fun yeah, episode I'm that looking forward have, to like, those. drops. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have segments and drops and all this shit and it'll be really cool guys. So we hope you, you join us for everything that we put out and uh, it's, it's really great to have you guys. So with that, hang with your bros, love your hoes. Don't forget watch those shows.